scope change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it I'ma shake the globe change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it What's up everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast We intend to guide you to a better future The purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that We will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful, but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them. Our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business. I hope you enjoy, and if you do, please rate this podcast and leave a review. And now, let's get started. It's true. If you want to walk fast, go alone. If you want to walk far, go together which is the exact reason I'm building a community for us, the misguided. And in this community, you'll be able to learn, educate, and collaborate with others who are like you, wanting to build wealth through business. Think of this as a networking conference on the internet. So head to the show notes and join the Slack channel for the misguided. And in this channel, there's even sub channels where you can add or remove yourself from certain interests of yours. For example, if you're a notary guru and you want to educate others on how to build a notary business, join that channel. If you're wondering how to use your car for passive income or start an Airbnb business, you can join those channels or you can remove yourself. It's that simple. So what are you waiting for? Join the Slack community already. Help yourself. This is a place to share insight and engage with other business owners and leaders. Think of it as a Reddit forum, but even cooler, because here you'll be able to self-promote and partner with other people. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? My name is Juwan Rohan, and this is the Misguided Podcast, where we intend to guide you to a better future. I'm sitting here with rapper from the Bay Area, Jay Walt. How you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me, man. I'm doing good. Of course, of course. And you are currently in New York, so it is 12 out there right now. Yeah, um, yeah so you already got your morning started. You get your coffee? You drink coffee yet? Man, I, I drink coffee. I haven't got my coffee yet, though. I was sipping on some tea, though, this morning. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's like the little, that's the, um, that's going to get you into your your, your uh, coffee at like one or two o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. There you go. There you go. Um, well, cool, cool. Let's go ahead and get into your story. Um, man, your your flow, just before we even get in there, your flow is really nice, man. And and it's, you know, you're from the Bay, but you kind of got like a really chillax vibe with Bay touch in it. Like it's like the the just the the potency in your lyrics is is something I really connect to. Um as a rapper, I in a poet poet, I just love when you can turn um, your words into visuals, you know? Yeah, yeah no, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, man, where, where are you from? And uh, let's talk about kind of growing up in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, so I'm born and raised in Oakland, California. Um, been there my whole life, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I was raised, um, I have a twin brother, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to have both of my parents in my life, you know what I'm saying? I have a little brother too. Um, yeah, raised in Oakland, California, East Oakland to be exact. So where um, uh where in East Oakland? Like right by thirty fifth MacArthur. Oh, okay. Oh damn, East East. Okay. <laughs> um, and, um, but yeah, um I spent a lot of different times though, like around around the bay though too. Like I I got a lot of game from um from being around in West Oakland too. because um, I have a lot of homies in West Oakland. I would 
be down at um, the firmary all the time. Um, so I spent a lot of time just around Oakland in general, but more on the raise though. Like, in, Where'd you uh, go to high school? I went to Oakland School for the Arts. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Really? When when uh, when'd you graduate from there? I graduated two... Wait, when did I graduate? I graduated... <laughs> Oh, yeah, last year, yeah, I graduated two years ago. Yeah, I'm blanking. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, for sure. Well, um, you know who I just found out went there, and you probably know him, but dude off of Euphoria, the white Irish that's my homie, bro. That's my guy. That's my uh, guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, and I yeah. had no idea he's from Oakland, but it all makes sense now, the way he that's acts. My, it's crazy. That's my, it's funny. I remember, uh, actually, the sweatshirt I'm rocking right now, shout out to Oakland Zone. I was, uh, they also, uh, they sponsored me and stuff, too, so I remember I was, I was down by the lake because um, they had a little pop-up. So I went down to uh, to pick it up. And then he was there, too, because they also sent him close, too. And I didn't know he was on um, Euphoria by then. So he was, like, introducing himself. He's like, yo, I'm Angus, bro, da, da, da. I was like, oh, yeah, what's, oh, that's what's up, bro. Um, we exchanged information and everything. And I, like, we checked on social media and everything. I was like, oh, shit, like, you on, like he was on Euphoria and shit. Um, I think we connected from there. Like we both went to the same high school, and I remember he uh, he was a couple years older than me, but like he looked like, mad different and shit. Um, oh, now, really? like we connected the dots and everything. Like we've always stayed connected. Like we both support each other. So it's so you actually too. didn't even meet him at school. You met him uh, in the whole yeah. Different- I met him. Like I would see him at school. You know what I'm saying? It's like we yeah, knew, yeah. like I, like we had familiar faces. Like I seen him around, but we wasn't tight at school. So we got tight like afterwards you know what i'm saying like that's cool that's right. a, sometimes that's how it happens it, it, that that it happens yeah, 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 yeah that's cool damn yeah yeah um yeah i was reading a story actually like two days ago about that and i was like oh shit he's from oakland but i mean that, that that school has birthed a lot of great greatness um so that's cool yeah. man how does it feel being a twin i didn't know that about you yeah yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's cool man it, it's definitely cool man um you know he's been with him since the since the start, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, like, literally, you feel me? So like, it, it's cool to have someone from birth. Um, Y'all look alike. Yeah, we yeah we low key we're fraternal. Like we're not uh, we're not identical. We're fraternal twins, and like okay. we really different though too. Like he runs track. You know what I'm saying? He's like okay. he's an athlete and everything. And I grew up an athlete, um, but uh, I switched my focus to music again and rapping, obviously. But yeah, he he runs track. Um, he goes to Chapman University for track. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, that's a good school. Um, yeah, so he's uh, he's doing his thing. But it, it's dope to have a twin, though, to definitely be, you know, being with each other from the jump. Literally, it's in the womb. So it's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what was your first introduction to music? Man, I mean, I, I was always listening to music as a kid. Like, it was Do you remember a- that first time, though, you, like, was, like, Oh, like it could have been in a car with your dad. He was like that song. You yeah, know what I mean? I like, yeah, man. I'm trying to see what what uh, what was like the first time because I don't know. It was like I said, it was always around. But like I feel like I remember like coming back probably from LA because my dad he's from South Central LA. He's from LA, so we was coming back probably from visiting family and my parents they was just slapping souls of mischiefs uh 90 uh, 90 to infinity and i was just like i remember i was just like oh, this is hard so yeah. um, <laughs> you know from the bay you know straight from oakland east oakland and shit so i remember i was like damn this is dope so i would uh i feel like maybe that but like, i don't know i feel like there's so many like different instances of where i was yeah. just like, 
You know what I'm saying? Um, also, my cousin, too, he was a poet and hip-hop artist, too, and he passed away. So I, um, I really wanted to continue on his legacy and stuff. So that's also what made me get into to music and poetry and shit, too. I fucks with it. I fucks with it. You know, yeah, you're going to laugh at this, but my first, like, memorable, this wasn't the first time I was like, ooh, music. My first memorable time uh, was when I was, like, maybe five years old and uh, Bow Wow was out. He was hot, hot at the moment. And uh, I was watching, like, MTV Jams or something. Or I was watching Like Mike. And that song, uh, I Love Basketball, came on. And I and I, I was a basketball head. I played basketball in college, so sports yeah. was my shit all my life. So um, I was like, ooh, I got to do a remix to this five years old, bro. <laughs> I literally run to my room, go grab a, pa- a pad and a pen, how it used to be, and yeah. just sat there and wrote, like, the first verse to uh, Love and Basketball. But, you know, at the time, they didn't really have instrumentals, right? So you would have to just like kind of block his his voice out and use the <laughs> instrumental. You know what I mean? So I ended up writing my first verse and then I performed it in front of my stepmom in the living room that same day. Hilarious. That's funny. Love that's basketball. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, right. yeah, man, that's that. I, you know, music music goes deep with me. I I, I love. Uh, I'm a very uh, poetic dude, so I love, like, poetry. I love performing poetry, bro. Like, people don't realize performing poetry is hard. Like... yeah, that's why I started off doing poetry before rap, before hip hop. I was I started off doing poetry. That was my really had my introduction to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope. That, that was like my first love for real, poetry. Do, uh, have you performed anywhere or anything? On slow poetry. poetry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poetry. I, yeah, hey, I used to do uh, a lot of the. I don't know if you, you know you speaks. Uh, I used to do a yeah, lot. Yeah, in of Oakland, right? Oakland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, their headquarters like based in San Francisco, but it's like it's like it's a Bay Area, just like organization. I used to do a lot of different youth speaks, certain events. Um, I used to do a lot of open mics and shit over there. Um, Did you yeah. ever hear of a Starry Plow in Berkeley or Oakland, Berkeley? No. It's a. Uh, it's like an Irish pub. And on Tuesday okay. nights, they got open open uh, mic. And I used to go there maybe like four years, five years ago. Um, but it, it, it would be packed, bro. Like people would legitimately go there, grab drinks, and just listen to hella different stuff. It'd be poetry. It'd be comedy. It'd be music. Like it was, it was fire, bro. And I, I went there a couple times. I did uh, like poetry maybe one or two times. And then the rest, I did music. But they're like very supportive there. I fucks with them. That's tough, bro. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start Starry Plow. I think it might be shut down for everyone who's wanting to go there, but um, definitely Google it. Um, but yeah, man, I, that, that's dope. Dope story. What was the? All right, now, do you remember your first introduction to money? The money, shit. Oh, asking a dollar for them Starbucks, huh? No <laughs> introduction to money, man. Um. My first introduction to money, man, to be honest, shit, it's probably like when I was young and I was just like, and I lose a tooth, you know what I'm saying? I put it under oh, my yeah. pillow again, like little toothpaste stuff for my parents, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, that's that the one. Um, I feel like that was like kind of like my first introduction, maybe. Uh, shit, yeah, I don't know. I no, that's, like, a, that's a good one. I fucks with that because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucks with that. Yeah, that I haven't heard that one yet. And um, yeah. and and it's crazy, like being a parent now. Like I got I got two kids. It's crazy how much I haven't started doing this yet because I ain't got no teeth. 
uh, but they haven't started losing teeth. But you, it go. There's a lot of work that goes into like keeping up this lie. You know what yeah, I mean? The yeah. lies of Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, yeah. like, bro, your parents love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. I be, I, sometimes I be catching myself slip, like, say some shit out loud. I'm like, oh, shit. My, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's cool, man. Yeah, that, 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 that's really cool. Um, did you ever, like, as a young, as a young guy, did you ever start, a uh, side hustle any any type of thing like was like selling candy at school type you know any yeah. any hustles yeah um man what was i doing man um i was a side hustle i feel like man what was i doing man i don't even think i really had any side hustles for real you know what i'm saying i had like homies and shit i was i was you know doing obviously doing some shit like that but, yeah you know but I, I don't even think i had a really side hustle like that um, I mean, at school, selling these like, bars. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I was so motivated in that. Um, what were you focused on at a young age? Because you, it, it sounds like you didn't get into kind of rap until later on in your life. Obviously, you always liked it, but you were a poet. Yeah, and you I mean, said yeah, you were in sports. Yeah, so I got into rapping when I was uh, in sixth grade. Okay. Um, but, um, shit, I've always I grew up an athlete, like. I grew up, you know, I was playing, I'd play, I did a lot of different sports. I was playing soccer, baseball, basketball, um, swimming. I was on a swim team. Like, oh, I was just real, I was real competitive. Like, I was grew up in, like, just loving sports. And then I started just, so I started just focusing on, like, on basketball and stuff. And so then when I was in um, middle school, like in eighth grade, I I was like doing both at the time, but then I was like I chose to focus on, on music, which is why I went to Oakland School for the Arts. I would say we didn't have a basketball team over there, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like I think in freshman year I was still kind of playing AAU, but then I just stopped and just focused on music. Um, so yeah, really like as a kid it was just sports. Like you know I had a dream of going to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah, like yeah. every other kid on. Um, I had a gen- like everything I did, like I wanted to do that full on out. Um, so yeah, that was like my main thing. I feel like sports really kept me out of trouble for real. <laughs> facts, facts. I just want to note something. It's hilarious that um, I can hear like cars honking in the oh, back yes. because it's like it's New York. It's New York. It's like you're right on the street, like <laughs> New York. I'm, I'm, in, I'm right in like Little Italy right now in New yeah. York. You can I tell the subway time. is like right downstairs. Like, bro, I'm so serious. Like, that's hilarious. I remember my first my first night here. I thought it was an earthquake, but it was a subway. Was I, was a like, I, walked, I was like, you know, from the Bay, like, you get earthquakes a lot. But New York rarely gets earthquakes. So I was just like, is this an earthquake? They were like, no, it's a subway. I was like, bro. Like, That's hilarious. Bro. Yeah, man. That's funny. Cool, cool. Um, So uh, you you were playing AU. Who would you play AU for? Man, who was I? I was playing for, um, shit, bro. What's the team called? I'm blanking on the, uh, on the team, man. It was, um. What there was in Oakland? It was Oakland. It was in Oakland. I I practiced at uh I used to practice I used to practice at Monterra Middle School. Um, and then I started. And then I used to practice at Ojai. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Oakland cool. High. Um, but I'm bro, I'm. Blanking. <laughs> like, it's all good. It's all good. So um, you go to the you go to Oakland School School of Arts. Um, yeah. did you? And I I believe you went to college after, right? Where yeah, did you I'm, go? I'm in college, I go to uh, New York, right. NYU. 
That's right. What made you go there? I thought, did you not go to somewhere in the Bay first? Am I tripping? No, 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 no. I've been, yeah, no, I've been here. I've been in okay. NYU. What made you go yeah, there? Man, I always knew since a kid I wanted to be out here in New York because I knew this is like where hip hop started. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, this was like the where where it all started, and like my style was very much influenced from New York hip hop and East Coast hip hop. Um, and then the program, I'm in the Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music at NYU, so like it's a uh, my, my my focus is just you know recorded music and music business and the whole nine um so do they teach music business like like yeah, how yeah, yeah they I have do. business classes yeah i have music business classes uh yeah my professor um lauren davis who's clive davis's daughter um was my was my professor and everything so but yes they have a good music business class can I you mean, go into a little bit of detail about what they teach uh for music business in case people are listening and, and want to yeah, join um, yeah, so a, a lot of different stuff. So start first kind of starts off of like, you know, learning how to like gain your money from like streaming and everything and publishing. So make sure you have PROs and everything. From there, the difference between like distribution deals and label deals and everything. Then talks about like how to like organize and build a team, you know, and stuff like that. We went the whole nine through like three sixty deals and um that and um learning how to like like i say get your publishing um how to like kind of um brand yourself as an artist and everything so okay like yeah that's dope that's 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 better than i thought it would be i didn't i didn't think uh, they would teach that much like they definitely weren't teaching that shit four years ago when i was in school (laughs) Uh, or no not for more than four years ago now but that's crazy um Man, so okay, cool. So in NYU, so you're out there. Obviously, hip hop started there, and and, yeah. and you know, I was just listening to the uh, to the Drink Champs uh, episode mm. yesterday with the game. Obviously, the game's mm-hmm. a legend. Um, yeah. So that that was that's a good one. But they they had a really good conversation on you know East Coast rap and West Coast rap, and mm. more about the development and flow. Right. You know, you got your East Coast, you got your notorious B.I.G., who's a bar hitter, hitter. Right. And 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 kind of the the flow in the East Coast is you got bars, you got funny. Right. You're talking about nappy hair, but it's like in a joking way and it's just nice. Right. And then you got your your West Coast rap, who's like thug, like party music uh, or, or motivational, like Tupac. You know what I mean? So when you made that shift to New York, did you feel yourself not changing your flow but your flow developing into something a little bit different like more lyrical more uh, maybe like a different type of bounce in the way you you your delivery is um man i feel like i've uh i wouldn't say nothing major i feel like i've always had like a uh, my main thing i've always been really lyrical and i've always like focused on that in my music um but i feel like I guess different lingo out here, I kind of got, you know, because the Bay Area, we have our own lingo, but then like hearing different lingo out here, like, because New York has their own lingo as well. So kind of like taking some of that lingo, putting it into the, my music and kind of mixing like the Bay Area lingo and New York lingo. Um, really now, like the what's really popping out here is the drill wave out here. So like yeah. definitely got some like influence from like 
some of like these drill artists and like the drill music is crazy. I I used to not like drill at all. Like I'm on <laughs> back back in the bay. Like I had a homie who would love who always listened to New York drill and UK drill. He used to play that. I'd be like, bro, turn that off, bro. Like I'm like I don't I didn't understand. I didn't get it. Just like a lot of people out here don't understand they, like the West Coast type of music. They don't they they don't understand it like that. But when I got out here and I really saw like what drill really meant to the, the people out here with pop smoke meant to you know, with these people out here like it's like it was like a whole culture out here so like if people would play it and then i started to like get used to it and understand it and now like i slap it all the time but uh but yeah, yeah. so I, I guess i got some influence from that and in, in put it into my music but at least lyrical wise and like old school hip-hop i've always i've always been attracted to that just like bars and like flexing your lyrical ability in bars and shit like i've always like do you do you, do you freestyle yeah i do yeah i do is freestyle. it is it is it easy for you is it like something you don't like to do it's uh it's something i do it i do or it like you do it when you're drunk around your friends like for fun it's like man a little bit of both man like i used to i like a rhyme dictionary on my phone so like i used to okay yeah all the time so like having a rhyme dictionary I used to have that just when I was just like writing and just like looking through it, you know what I'm saying? But then like having a rhyme dictionary like yeah. helped freestyle and stuff. When I was freestyling, I had already knew certain stuff that would rhyme. So like freestyling now it kinda comes it kinda comes easy, but it's something fun to do. Like I'll freestyle in the in the in the studio sometimes, like that's sometimes how a lot of my songs come about. Like I'll freestyle different hooks and then it'll come to it'll come it'll come about, you know. Um so yeah, it's what, um, what's the hardest part of uh making a song for you? I want to see if it's the same. Yeah, the hardest part is definitely like, I feel like it's a, I feel like a hook sometimes is hard. And also, um, yeah, I feel like the hook and then like, I guess the first bars of the song. Bro, like, that's facts. The hook is the hardest thing for me. Like, cause I'm not a melody guy. Like I, I'm a straight lyrical guy. So like, if someone could just put the hook on there or write the hook and I'll do the hook, but mm -hmm. The hook is the hardest part. And then you write the first couple bars to like the, cause it, it gotta be hard. It gotta yeah, catch, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah, the delivery gotta be there. So the first like four bars is the hardest and everything else is super easy. Yeah, exactly. Like the hook, cause also that's the, it's, it's the thing that's gonna catch on catch. to people. You know? Exactly. You wanna make it like grab You got some good hooks though. You, yeah. you do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, definitely like, um, yeah, definitely like got better with my hooks and yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's that's uh, listening to your music, like your older music and then uh, your newer music, you can definitely see the growth in, in that type of like that uh, focus or even just kind of like the, the pockets, right? Yeah. Even in the hooks, the pockets. So oh. that, that, that that's amazing, bro. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, let's let's go a little bit deeper. What, um, what was the first mistake? you made in business and music specifically. So, you know, um, whether it was your first, uh, your first track, you bought a, a song, uh, you bought a track from a, a producer and y'all didn't have a split sheet or something like first mistake. Mm. <laughs> I would say my first mistake, man, probably, uh, um, yeah, going into a, a project with a producer and not and like and we're doing a whole album project and okay. start like breaking down like who's getting what 
You know what I'm saying? Because I was going there, I was getting free studio time, beats free and everything. But at the end, when it came down to releasing, it was like, okay, I'm getting this majority and you're going to get this because of what happened. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just from the jump, not sitting down, like, doing a split sheet and figuring out, okay, this is what you're going to get, this is what I'm going to get. And having that, knowing that from the jump before I guess creating. What was, was that a hard conversation to have afterwards? Yeah. 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 Was, yeah. It, was it like a homie too? Uh, kind of, it was like a, yeah, it was like an older homie. You know what I'm saying? Like an older yeah. homie. But like that, you know, it had started involving lawyers and shit. So we could have definitely like avoided that from the jump. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. down with that. You know what I'm saying? And figure that out. So yeah, that was, that was probably like my first like big mistake, I guess. Cool. No, that, I thank you for the honesty. That's exactly what we need, you know, um, and, and people are talking about it a lot more nowadays um, as far as uh, having those conversations early on. Right. And having having like the the, the um, strength to have those conversations because they're hard conversations. Right. Like especially when meeting someone. Right. Let's just say you just met that producer and y'all DM'd each other on Instagram. He's like, dude, I fuck with your music. You should come. I got I got studio time. Right. You're not going to be like right there. Hey, I need to I need the split sheet. This is what you know what I mean? It's like, nah, I'm a slide. I'm gonna fill you out. Oh, shit. We getting in a groove. Now we got seven songs like, oh, shit. Uh, afterwards, obviously, you know, it's going to come about and everyone wants to make their bread. You know what I'm saying? So Facts. Yeah, facts, facts. Know, it's definitely, like you said, like, you don't even think about it in the moment. You're just creating. Oh, pull up to the studio. Bet. I'm there. And you yeah. just get in the vibe and you just start creating. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what, what, um, as far as, like, streaming. Now, obviously, we know you don't, you don't really get paid from streaming, right? It's like chump change. Um, unless you're doing a crazy amounts, right? But um, what is kind of your goal for streaming as far as income wise? Like what would be just for streaming, not including shows, no merch, what would be a good like, oh, I'm cool with that? Like how much money? Yeah. Uh man. That's mm, how much money? Uh only streaming, bro. Only streaming. <laughs> only okay. Only streaming. Um, I would say a couple thousand. Um, obviously, I I need I would need more to really just if I'm just really trying to survive off streaming. You know. Yeah, if you're just trying to survive, which I don't think it's possible in this in right. this industry the way it's kind of like worked right now, like with Spotify, Apple, all that. I don't think it's possible to just survive off streaming for anybody. I don't think so either. I remember for the longest like. I said I'd barely get money off streaming. I remember like uh, last year, like just off one song, I got like my first like couple thousand off music, off, just off streaming. I was like, oh shit, like okay, like isn't that that's crazy, right? Like when you first, yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Was, yeah, so it was it, that was that was dope just to see. Okay, like every month I'm getting a good amount of money off off music, but it took a while for that to happen. Hey, that's good, man. Congrats, that's big. A lot of people don't don't get there. Um, so that, that's amazing. I was, uh, I, I always, I always, I always ask this question because I was, what was I, I was listening to a podcast <laughs> with little bean on it. I think he was like on no jumper or some shit. And they were talking about streaming and how him and Zay, like 
when they first got their their fifteen hundred dollar check from streaming, just as you're talking about, they were like, "Oh shit! Like I could pay rent." Like, you know what I mean? Just from streaming. And then that's kind of when they started to take it seriously and like figure that they have something in here. And so that's why I always ask that question is because like, damn, 15, you know, like, could you just imagine a couple thousand just from streaming? Like, and you got all these other endeavors and stuff uh, like that. Right. So, yeah. That's dope. That's dope, man. That's a, that's a good, uh, that's a good number though. Um, So are you like, so you're in school right now, you're in New York. It's not, it's not cheap. So um what are there other ways you're kind of making money do you even have time to like work a side job side hustle like nothing really yeah i mean shit, i'm out here like I am, luckily i got a scholarship to come out here you know what i'm Ooh, saying there you go music you know what i'm saying i always say like you know what I'm saying? it's a blessing like you know what i'm saying but how do they so, give scholarships based on, on music sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah, I'm school i mean i'm in the club davis institute of recording music so like i had to do a like my whole audition <laughs> Kind of, yeah, I did like a, I had to do like a, it was a whole portfolio I had to show, okay. like, I had to like, you know, so I put a video together of like, this is my music, yeah. um, performances and shit that I've done. Um, That's then dope. I did an essay and shit, but because I'm here for music, like, I didn't have to submit test scores or nothing, um, which is dope because I'm not good at, I'm not a good test. <laughs> my, grade, my grades were good though in school and high school and everything. But so yeah, so the um so the Clive Davis School is in like NYU Tisch, which is the art school for NYU. So yeah, NYU like Tisch, they they gave me a scholarship to come out here. So. You know that's really good that they didn't require you to take tests or anything because it is about music. So they were just like, here, just show your art, and yeah, that's, that that's like, dope. Is my a lot of so the people who are in who are here for arts like they you don't have to submit your test scores like it's optional you can't. But it's NYU, so they're like, if you don't have a good test, like, like, but your, uh, but your arts is dope, and you submit the bad test, like, they gonna see that more than your art. So just don't submit it if if you're not that good. At test. <laughs> I love the honesty. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, dope. So the scholarship definitely helped. Other than def, other than like, yeah, just music. You know what I'm saying? Like, and being able, like, I've gotten a couple of different sync deals off TV and shit, which like. That shit pays good. Nice. But then different like deals and shit that I've got throughout my years and shit. Like um, I've done some shit with Steph and Under Armour and shit. So uh, and part of that in the contract. That's was, your like, twin that you're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm out of time, man. <laughs> yes, but like part of that was like going to college and everything and too and keeping that just for myself while i'm out here so yeah i feel like i've uh set myself up in certain different ways to like where i feel like i've been able to connect with different thing people and put myself in different positions to make sure i have like a good amount of money and shit to make sure i'm staying like sustainable and shit while i'm out here and plus like um uh, I, I feel like i'm blessed enough too that like my parents still help out too when i need you know what i'm saying so yeah that's good. You got you got both parents support support. That's that's really a crucial when you're taking like these these steps to yeah. have someone. Um, let's talk about this because people might be interested. But uh, scoring a TV TV sync deal, mm. how does that come about? Are you hitting them up? Are they hearing your music? Yeah, bro. I ain't gonna lie. The first time, like they they sent an email out. Like I put out the I put out this record, and then like um, I got an email 
from someone who works over at ESPN, and they're like, "Yo, we heard this song. Like, we want to like do a sync deal and everything." Which what's the for. song? Um, it was called the it was called the kid. That, that was my first that was my first sync deal with them. It was called the kid. It was off my album Yours Truly. Um, so we started doing that. And then after I got that contact, man, anytime I, the next song I put out, The Taking, which was like my biggest song, I sent that over to the same people. I was like, yo, I think this would do well. And they picked it up, you know what I'm saying? And then I dropped another song, Bless, which was off of 222. I sent that same song over them to them too. And they picked it up too, so you know what I'm saying? So like after they reached out and I got that contact, I was like, okay, bet like, when I have this type of song, like a hype type of song, like I'll just send it to them to see it. Is it like, on ESPN though? Like they play it, it on it, ESPN? It, yeah, they play it on ESPN, yeah. Um, right crazy. now. So they would play it during the games, in between commercials. Um, and like, yeah, they would like play it throughout. Um, bro, good know. shit, bro. I'm happy for you, man. For real, for real. That's amazing. Thank you. It was it was definitely dope for the first time. Especially seeing an email, you're like, is this a scam? Because I mean, you know, all the them emails that come in, like, hey, uh, Juwan Rohan music, your music's dope, blah blah blah. You should, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I yeah. wasn't, yeah, wasn't sure at first, but then like, yeah, took that call and everything, and yeah. Dope. Do you have a shit? Did you move to New York solo? Like, do you have a manager out there, a team, a little uh, bit? Like, came out here dolo, man. I have a. Yeah, I mean, I had like my manager also is my pops too. Shout out my pops, like he's really been managing me. So he's still back home in the Bay, but also like my executive producer, who's like, um, like kind of executive producers a lot of my shit. He's out here, you know what I'm saying? So um, that I, I have him and shit. Shout out to Sway, Sway Calloway, um, also from the Bay and shit. Um, so yeah, he's been I, I connect with him a lot out here too, but. Yeah, really. I just came out here by myself. I have some family in Baltimore and shit, but yeah, I just came out here dolo. For sure, for sure. That's dope, man. That's dope. Um, I want to move on to a segment called the Hella Misguided segment, where I ask the same question to each person who comes on here, and that question is: If you were to write a letter to your eighteen-year-old self, what would a summary of that letter be? Man, to my eighteen-year-old self, I would just say, I say, stay true to yourself and like don't try to fold for like the industry you know what i'm saying i feel like just make the music that you want to make i feel like um this is music wise and i get into something else but i feel like for like, at least music wise like because i was always saw just into like just lyrical hip-hop and anything um and that was the music i wanted to make but that also wasn't the music that was really popular you know what i'm saying so i would kind of like be like damn like should i start talking about this should i change up my style you know um so like i was just trying to figure that out but then i was like you know what i'm just make the music i want to make and people are gonna catch on to it you know what i'm saying and eventually that's what you know what, what happened but that's music wise and then um shit. another thing though i'd say probably just like take time for yourself and definitely like you know um yeah just take time for yourself and like enjoy and like make sure you do like self-care and shit because and mental, like mental health is important take care of your mental you know what i'm saying um yeah that's the what, are, what are some ways you take care of your mental because there's a now you're at a point where it, it, i don't know correct me if i'm wrong there's probably a fine line of pleasure and business between music now because you, you as a kid you were doing it because you love it 
right? Yeah. And, and, and it was just something you're doing. Now it's like, I love it, but now I got to do it as a profession because this is where I'm putting my heart in. And so what else do you do to kind of take care of your mental? Because I'm sure you're not going to sit down and write music still. <laughs> I would say, uh, man, I'm meditation. Oh, that's good. I've been starting to meditate. Um, shit, I still go, like now. I just hoop for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like, and that's always always brings me joy. Cause again, like, I started out like just loving hoop. You know, basketball and anything. You know. Um, so yeah, I do that just to get my mind off of things. You know, I'll just go hoop, play. Um, shit, I'll play 2K with the homies. You know what I'm saying? I play some 2K or Madden and play on the PS4, or Xbox. Um, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, um, I, man, I just hooped last night. Uh, I've been hooping every Friday night from like nine to midnight. And, bro, I can barely move this morning, man. I just, it ain't in me like no more. <laughs> I was about to, after this, I was about to go hoop too. I was like, <laughs> I'm done right now. My legs are tired. But, hey, whenever you come back to the bay, man, we can hoop. There's a, there's this really cool, this really cool gym that I just started going to about a month ago. Uh, it's in San Ramon and they hoop on Mondays and they hoop on Fridays. Um, it's like open gym type shit, three different courts and it's late. So you ain't got no excuse not to be there. Right. So, you know what I mean? So and it, and it'd be cool. It'd be cool. So just let me know when you're out here. You know, definitely. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, having two kids and, and kind of like back to back, right. They're two years apart. I kind of stepped away from like basketball, not not like intentionally, but just because of my focus. Right. Um, and so I recently got back into it and it's like, bruh, it just reminds me of how much I forget that I love it. Like when I step on the court, nothing else in the world matters. Like all the problems, they just disappear. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's like my meditation. It's hard meditating, man. How'd you get how'd you get to the point to where you like can actually meditate? Man, I feel like it was funny. Like my little brother really put me on some meditation, and he's like five years younger than me. He's like, oh shit, like fourteen, but he really started just med meditating. Um, and I remember I saw him one time. I was just walking like in the house. I saw him. He's meditating. I was like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> but then I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt him. But then like I remember one time I was like really stressed and anxious, and he like I was meditating with him for a little bit, and then like. I just started doing it ever since. Um, it, like, I don't meditate for like long periods of time. Now, all you need but, is like five minutes, really. Like, yeah. You know, I'll set like a Reset. little timer. I'll set a little timer and like, yeah, just try to like get in my zone. And like, sometimes I'll just listen to just like the space, you know? Sometimes I'll put on some like, some type of like, so, like music not like musical words but like you know i'm just like meditation type of shit yeah uh, and then yeah so like i don't know i feel like it definitely like it's it grew gradually like it was steps like first i'll meditate for like two minutes right then i would you know it, I, I grew you know what i'm saying i didn't just go into five minutes or ten minutes right away you know because like my mind just starts wandering and just yeah just, yeah you start fighting with yourself like what are, what are you doing here <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel yeah. it, bro. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, we just got a couple more questions. Um, and then we're gonna wrap it up. But um, my next question, how important is patience to you? Um, do you have 
Now you probably have both, but what kind of sticks out more? The go get it attitude where you got to go, 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 especially being in New York, or it's like, go, go, go. All right, let it come to me type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, man, patience is, is, is huge. It's hard. It's hard though too, especially like when you work in and like, you know what you want, right? Like, you know where you want to go, but then like, it's like, you got to stay patient. So I feel like, Man, I, mm, what was the question again? My fault. <laughs> it was that hard, bro. I got you. Now, uh, how important is patience to you? Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's very important, man. And like I said, it's definitely hard to to remember that like patience is important, you know. But like, you know, I feel like you, you just got once you put in the work, and then you'll see like little like steps of like, okay, it's working. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that like always helps, and then like eventually you'll see the big reward, right? But like it definitely takes a while. So like patience, I would say like remembering your end goal has always helped me. You know what I'm saying? Because like I always knew that like it's not gonna come right away, but like remembering where I want to be and where I want to go is also like always motivating me. You know what I'm saying? To be like okay, like I'm getting closer to where I want to be, and like it's always just it's gonna. I got to keep on putting in the work, but it's going to happen because, like, I'm dedicated and I'm a hustler. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to stop. No, I feel it. I feel it. Let's go back to the um the second question, which was, uh, do you kind of have more of a, a go-get-it attitude or a let-it-come? And the reason I ask is because when you released that song, The Kid, you released it, right? Just just releasing it, um, and then someone came to you. As opposed to you just sending it to 50 different TV shows saying, yeah. hey, here goes my song. But once they came to you, you saw that opportunity. And now every song similar to that, you started emailing them. So it's kind of both, right? Yeah. What what What's kind of the one that sticks out more for you? Man, I would say, mm, I don't know. I would probably say the second one because I feel like, this, like, the, like the let it kind of come to you. Has like I I feel like I've gotten all like a lot of the bigger opportunities from that like the mm-hmm. letting you but I've I've always been like a I'm a go get I'm a like put in this work and then like I'm a let it come to you <laughs> that's what it do I like, yeah you know, I'll go I put in the work but then like eventually like it'll just come to me like when I recently signed like in May I signed a, a I signed a deal with Create Music Group like I didn't like I feel like that just kind of just came out just came to me like I put out. The taking and that started doing numbers and shit got picked up by the bars, Apple Music playlist, and again, ESPN picked it up and all this other shit. Um, and then they reached out to me, you know what I'm saying? So like shit kind of just happens by itself. I feel like once you like put in the work, when you put in the groundwork, it'll just like the universe will do its thing. I'll definitely like there you go. Yeah, nah, I fucks with it. Um shit. Well, I was about to wrap it up, but now I have one more question. Yeah. Uh what is the music deal that you signed? Like, can yeah. you go into a little bit more detail of like how it's structured? Yeah, man. Yeah, so I signed a uh, yeah, so I signed a distribution deal. Perfect. Yeah, create music group. So it's a uh, it's twenty eighty eighty twenty. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, like I said, I own all my masters still. Um, and yeah, I get you know I get help with marketing and promotion, and they'll put it out obviously. Um. And yeah, so it, it definitely like it works out well because I've got a lot of different offers and shit too um, that like just work wasn't right, you know what I'm saying? So like, 
when I went, it took me a while to like eventually fully like sign with them and shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it ended up turning well. Like before then I put out, like when I put out my yours truly project, I put it out through Empire. Shout out to Empire. They're doing a lot of dope things. And, yeah, yeah. For the, yeah, for real, you know, for real. Um, but yeah, so Create Music Group definitely has a similar style over to Empire and shit too, you know what I'm saying? In the, like you still have the luxury of being independent. Are they from the Bay? No, they're based out of LA. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I know Snoop Dogg has put out shit with them. Um, Tory Lanez, Migos has publishing with them. Like a lot of different artists have shit with them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's been cool, man. I've been I've put out my two 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 EP with them. Um, and this new joint that I'm about to be releasing soon. Like so. Now, dope. Can uh, shit. Sorry, another question. And in, in the distro uh, deal, uh, for those listening that might want to be interested, and you know they they keep hearing about it, you know when Russ speaks about it and stuff, but they might not know all the details. So when you do a distro deal and you have the eighty twenty, now do they have twenty percent of your royalties every time that song gets streamed from here on out, or is there like an expiration date? It's just like so. I signed like a only like a year thing with them but i guess i guess yes yeah. so i guess um uh here they will be getting 20 percent off of like my music I guess, so yeah. even five years from now they'll get 20 percent of that song that you signed with them yeah, right that with them. yeah, yeah. It's 20, so yeah. yeah okay because uh, yeah you know but after this year you could either opt in to continue it or stop yeah. and then anything you release after is 100 percent yours yeah exactly if so, i yeah. like put it out like you know, a distro kid or tune core or, or shit like that. Shout know? out distro kid, that's what I use. I fuck with distro. Okay, okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. okay man. But uh, I, I use CD baby too. Okay, CD yeah, I baby used, I used to use tune core. Uh, I used uh, United Masters before, but I stopped United Masters, they messed up my release. So. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they messed up my release. So. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I remember I was just, just trying to test out like different different you know what i'm saying platforms and shit just to yeah. see it's different splits and there's different like uh stuff they do so that's a good idea you know you got to spread your wealth is distro kid you get 100 percent uh distro kid is 100 percent is it 100 i believe so i believe so it's 100 percent because their royalties were definitely better than cd baby mm. um but you pay uh, i think it's 100 percent because you pay by like the year Right, uh, so it's like thirty dollars a year or some shit like that. Okay. So okay. yeah, yeah. With CD lie. Baby, you pay on the album or the song you release. I was gonna say that's how I was with TuneCore. Like yeah. it would be ten dollars or some shit to to put out a record and then. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, but thirty dollars for DistroKid, I think that's what it was. Is that's not a lot. You feel me? You could release as many songs as you want. Like yeah, yeah. make that money back. Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. Um, well, we about to wrap it up. Uh, the way I like to wrap it up is with a segment called The Guided Conclusions. I can ask any question. We didn't talk about this previously. It could be a funny, sad, um, it could be an angry question. Are you ready? Come on. <laughs> All right, today's question. If you could make one thing you hate invisible, what would it be? <laughs> One thing I hate in these questions. These questions are designed to give people kind of insider look um, into you uh, and your personality. One thing I hate invisible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've never got a question like that, bro. 
Y'all like that. One <laughs> thing I hate invisible. Damn, bro. Dude. Got mm. you. Man, you really got me, bro. I'm out here trying to. It could be anything, bro. It could be literally the smallest thing. One thing I hate invisible. I would say, um, shit. What's one thing I hate, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here trying to think, bro. Like, hey, you ain't got no bars for me right now? Come on, man. I'm out here blanking. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Damn, bro, what, what do I hate, bro? I hate mm, 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 racist, <laughs> racist people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, I would use that, but I, you, you said that. <laughs> but that's a um, shit. I would say like, man, I would just say just like mean people, bro. Like people who are just like that's a good one. Just doing shit, just like I don't like people who are just mean, bro. Just for no reason, you know. What for I'm saying? no reason, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah bro, I get like, that. I was just about like I like good energy and good vibes and positive positivity shit. So like, when you bring off negative energy, bro, I, I don't like that. So I'll just say like people are just spiteful. Negativity. Bro. Negativity. There you go. There you. There you go. See that? Where was the rhyme dictionary right there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. I would have said I would I, racist people was that was a little bit different, but I would have said probably uh, I hate beets, like the food beets. Oh, uh, ah, yeah. I hate that. So you know, <laughs> make that invisible. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice, cool, cool. Well, go ahead and uh, drop all your social media for everyone. Yeah, yeah. man, y'all can follow me on Instagram at official Twitter official um, Facebook J um, all streaming platforms, J-Walt, J-W-A-L-T. Hey, man, you can find me everywhere. Hey, where'd the name come for, uh, from? Yeah, so my name is uh, Justin, last name Walton. Um, I was playing baseball, and, like, when I was uh, I was in probably, like, elementary school, probably fifth grade or something like that, and a homie on the team started calling me J-Walt, and then everyone on the team started calling me J-Walt, and then when I was going into music, I was like, man, like, I always know when I was when I was in playing baseball, I was like, man, I knew like if I was going to be a rapper or get into music, I was going to call myself J-Wall just because everyone was calling me that. So like when they came into that, I was like, okay, call myself J-Wall. So. Hey, that's, you know why I asked is because it sounds like a baseball name, like a, a baseball really? nickname. Yeah, it sounds like a baseball <laughs> nickname. So that's hilarious. Like something that's like cool. a kid would say in a dugout or some shit. That's yeah, hilarious. that's what it was going <laughs> So, yeah, like, like my coaches start calling me that, and then, yeah, there you go, bro. Hey, I feel it, I feel it. Well, you guys heard it here. This is the Misguided Podcast where we intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Jawan. Again, sitting here with Bay Area rapper Jay Walt. All right, man, make sure you guys go follow and uh, like and subscribe. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> What, who, where, when, and why? How could you let this happen? Lord, I know you hear my cry. Do you take collect? Will you answer my calls? Will you pay for my expenses to the doctor after I fall? 
just graduated, now I'm living with moms They said a bachelor's degree will land me a career job But I'm working construction And that works hard, I work on mansions While the clients sit aside and I fix their yard It's got me anxious, I can't take it I'm getting teased by everything I ever wanted So I, I start to dream in the middle of the day Cause I'm working on a mansion with a view of the whole bay I start to plan my whole life and I question all my mistakes, quote unquote, <laughs> lessons And how to overcome those and get my family this estate Cause I just can't keep on living this way When did I come to terms with settling? Where in my life did friends become enemies? How did my emotions change so quickly? Why do I let the little things get the best of me? When did I come to terms with settling? Where in my life did friends become enemies? How did my emotions change so quickly? Why do I always let the little things get to me? With all the mass shootings and people dying I can't help but walk into a room and think about my escape plan Exit to the right, get shot in the leg I'm stumbling out calling for help And if I exit to the left I'm dead, damn And that's reality, we can't even go to the movies no more We are on 3D, I can't sit in my car alone And jam out to my music, I can't even take a girl out Without another man staring, who am I kidding? <laughs> I do the same, I'm a hypocrite I see a big booty walk by I stare a bit, I'm human, I'll admit Flaws, I'ma quit, betray me And I promise, man, I won't forget <laughs> Only family in my circle No sidekicks, wanna ride, I'll lift Need a shot, I'll assist Cause I, I'll do anything to help And that's my problem, I'll do everything But can't do nothing for myself Look, When did I come to terms with settling? Where in my life did friends become enemies? How did my emotions change? So quickly, why do I let the little things get the best of me? When did I come to terms with settling? Where in my life did friends become enemies? How did my emotions change so quickly? Why do I always let the little things get to me? Take three, yeah, you heard what I mean It took me three damn times to get this verse right, man The song is deep I let my words cry on this blank sheet of paper Cause they say, follow your dreams But never chase a significant other But what's the difference if she's the girl in my dreams? She's my world, she's what every man needs What every man dreams They say, cover up the scars But I peel back the scab and let it bleed Steady screaming, stay, when they always leave Hopeless, romantic, I'm systematic Cause every goal of mine's already planned No need to Panic, Trump wants a wall up, but why? Man, I love Hispanics, about to lose my cool, I need a Xanax Cause this man's pathetic, call a doctor, um, excuse me, bystander You're not a bother, don't be a watcher, I need help pronto I'm going into cardiac arrest, man, I'm stressed Why I feel like everything I do right just makes a left When did I come to terms with settling? Where in my life did friends become enemies? How did my emotions change? So quickly, why do I let the little things get the best of me? When did I come to terms with settling? Where in my life did friends become enemies? How did my emotions change so quickly? Why do I always let the little things get to me? I'm just so grateful because to feel this vulnerable means I'm alive. And the last, which I think is probably the most important, is to believe that we're enough. Because when we work from a place, I believe, that says, I'm enough, then we stop screaming and start listening. We're kinder and gentler to the people around us, and we're kinder and gentler to ourselves. 
People who have a strong sense of love and belonging believe they're worthy of love and belonging. That's it. They believe they're worthy.